1: A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Coop and Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in Liverpool here, head of the show at the... It's called the Echo, but it's the M&S Arena. M&S Arena it is now, isn't it? It used to be Echo. How are you, Coos? You all mate? I'm alright, right, Jamie Moore. How are you, mate? I'm fine, mate, fine. Oh, good. Let's start with Aki Piaz obviously, back in action this weekend
1: uh, in Liverpool. Tough fight for him? Um, It's not an easy fight, but I think if you go through his record, the vast majority of of the opponents have never been easier. He's had a couple of your average journeymen, but the big thing was, going back to when he turned over, um, when Steve Wood had a conversation with him, he's was managing, ma- managing Akib and I said, we need to make sure we're matching well in terms of giving the right type of lessons because we don't want him to go backwards because um, I was that impressed with him when he first came to the gym and that's what we've done. He's had some really good lessons along the way and I think this is another one of them. It's not, an, it's not an easy fight, but I think you take these type of fights now and you're not answering questions when eventually you step up to title level and you're being asked stuff by good fighters, what you've never been asked before, he's been asked a lot of the questions what he needs in in in, in the fights he's been brought through. Is it difficult for you as a trainer to match Aqib at the moment at this phase of his career? I don't think so. I think one of the main reasons is he's not stopped anybody. So, so is you know. Is that playing on his mind? Um, I think, you know, it doesn't sound like it plays on his mind. Um, I don't think he's ever been known as a puncher, even going back in the amateurs, um, but, and, and it's not like he can't punch. It's just the, probably the reason is we have actually matched him a bit tougher than you would your average prospect coming through. So um, it's not, I don't think it's a bad thing because he's got loads of experience under his belt now. Um, you know, does he want to get start getting stoppages? Yeah, of course he does, every every fighter does. But I think that'll come with the longer the fights go, you know, the later rounds, um, he'll start wearing people down. And this is a, is a great fight for him. Dodge is, is, a, is a tough kid. Um, Stylistically, I think he's a great match for him, and he's going to come and apply the pressure and Akim's going to have to be on his game. OK, um, obviously, you
0: know what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you about the situation regarding Chantel Cameron at the moment. I know you did an interview on IFL recently over the last week or so, but as it currently stands today,
1: are we close or not? Yeah, so I've been told today that we're getting really close, like really close. So excited close, you know, I, I try not to get excited about stuff until you, you, you're to the point where you sort of going looks like it's going to happen and I'm excited, so that means, you know we're, we're getting really close to it now, yeah
0: I know you're not going to say too much but judging by what you're saying, the conversations you're having up until right now, Wednesday at 5 o'clock, is all positive and there is a good chance
1: that we'll see Cameron and Taylor in the ring, May 20th A good chance, I'd say so um, I think, because the reasons I mentioned in the interview last time, it's been easy to do, I think both girls are not difficult to deal with in that sense, um, they both wanted it, it got put out there publicly which makes it a bit easier for the fighter's point of view to get the fight made because it puts a bit of pressure on Eddie to make the fight and um, you know, days later, what are we, three, four, four days down the line, we're at a point now where everyone's happy and the terms have sort of been agreed and I reckon it shouldn't be that too long before the contract signed.
0: Jamie, from from Chantelle's perspective, I know. From Chantelle's perspective, um, obviously she's been wanting the name of Katie Taylor for the last sort of couple of years or so. But for Katie Taylor's perspective, why does she take a fight with someone like where she's in her career with Chantelle Cameron, uh, who's
1: more than a life threat in this fight? I think that's why. You know, Katie could have been forgiven. You know, I would have. want to thought anything about it if she'd have brought somebody in who was 90% certain Katie was going to wipe the floor with her why, why, why would she she's homecoming to Dublin um, and I've said this many times about Katie I've got so much respect for her um, she's 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 paved the way for the vast majority of these female fighters coming through now to be able to do what they're doing so in many ways we've got her to thank for being in this position but I've always said it, Chantel Cameron, for me, is the best fighter on the planet, best female fighter on the planet. And he's just gonna take the right fights and the right matches to prove it. And you know, God, never by any stretch of the imagination do I think it's gonna be easier, but to to fulfill your potential and achieve greatness, you have to go through these things. And I'm fully confident that Chantel can pull it off.
0: If the fight doesn't materialize, Oh, don't know what's going on there behind us. If the fight doesn't happen, then where will the, lie, the
1: blame lie? Well, listen, I don't know, to be honest, because from our point of view, it won't be from anything what we've not agreed to. So, and that's why I'm so confident it's going to happen, because from what I'm hearing, there's been no bumps. There's no issues with the money, the terms, that, you know, the rematch clauses and stuff. So I don't, I don't see why it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, then, you know, there was rumours that maybe it could happen if, if everyone came through. It would happen at Croke um, Park. But, you know, looks, it's looking like 20th of May and uh, let's see what happens.
0: Last one on this, Jamie. So as far as you're concerned, as a trainer, you're not kind of preparing Chantil Cameron for April the 1st anymore since the last couple of weeks I'm assuming you're kind of moving her towards training her towards that kind of date six weeks later
1: I mean there was a little bit of an issue in terms of time wise coming up to April the 1st anyway and there was no contract signed I and mean, there, was, there was we'd been in conversation but it was getting a little bit late in the day we w- we was within that touching distance where we was going to go well, listen we need to make a decision now Are we, is, is she going to be boxing on this show or not and then these talks came up so um so, it, you know, everything happens for a reason. The stars aligned. Well, look, I'm assuming whatever's going on is going to be kind
0: of resolved over the next week or so um, because May 20th isn't that far away. We're in kind of a third of way through March at the moment. So it's not that far away. And I'm assuming that all parties want to know what's going on at SAP.
1: Yeah, what is it? It's like nine weeks or something. So, um, so it's not the end of the world if it goes on for another week or so, but it's like Chantel was sort of halfway through a training camp for the first of April, if and when that was going to happen. So, um, so yes, she's not a million miles away. It's just about taking a foot off the gas if it happens, and we'll start sort of easing our way back into a new training camp.
0: We'll see what happens. Um, just the last question, kind of
1: unrelated to you, but
0: have you? Did you watch Conor Ben's interview with Piers Morgan the other day? I've not,
1: I've not watched it. I've seen some of the comments about it. So, but I haven't watched it. So, probably be unfair for me to comment on it. So. Uh, uh, but I, I am interested to watch it because the, the vast majority of the reaction, what I've seen is that, you know, he's not done himself any favours because no one's any clearer from doing doing the interview with Piers Morgan. So so I don't know what that means, but um, I'll watch it back and I'll, I'll see. Listen, hey, opinions are like arseholes and everyone's got one. But um, I don't suppose it makes Conor Bennett feel any better if people are saying that. Um, one, one thing I did see was Carl Frotch say, um, you know, we're not any clearer. And to be honest, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be truthful, I actually believe him. But I don't know. I was gonna prove that he's innocent, which is probably a fair comment. You know, you can you can have faith in someone and believe him, but until the actual proof is there, you're never gonna gain anyone's confidence in that. Either. So, and I think I said this ages ago when it first came out. I, I don't want him to be guilty. I love Conor Ben. Um, you know. I loved his dad. A massive fan of his style. Um, so, if I fucking broke my heart in a way when all the news came out, so I want him to give us the evidence to prove his innocence. I really do. But, but you know, from thinking about it logically, I just don't understand how that's going to come about. And I re- I'm really pushing and wanting for him to to do it.
0: I mean, look. In the eyes of the public, they've already kind of like hung him in, in a sense of the word, but. Is it fair that people kind of come to their conclusions without, we only know what we've been told from what's gone out in the media regarding the subject, whether Eddie Hearn talks about it or not. I
1: think, I think the reason why people people have sort of drew a line under it in, from, that, from that point of view is because of the type of testing it was, because it's so stringent, and because there was two failed tests, it wasn't the B sample, it was two separate tests he's sort of conclusive and unless you I mean so under the, under that rule it doesn't matter why the substance is in your system you're responsible for what's in your body so by that rule you're guilty anyway so so I, so I understand Connor saying listen I'm innocent here because you know ABC reasons that's why it was in my system the fact of the matter is he's still got to serve some sort of punishment because it doesn't matter why it's there that's not the so I understand he can explain this thing and he could be innocent in it, but I, I just can't, for one, I can't see how he's going to explain that. And two, it doesn't really matter anyway, because he has to take the punishment. So if someone goes to Sports Direct and buys a supplement and takes it, and then does a, uh, fails a drug test two weeks after, you don't go, well, it's not my fault because I bought it from Sports Direct and I didn't know what was in it. You're still guilty because something was in your system, which is a banned substance. So it's, it is a tough one and uh, God, honestly, I want him. I want him so badly to prove us, prove everyone who doubts him. Because, because I'll be honest with you, I do doubt it because I, I don't see how he can fail two Vada tests, and I so badly want him to prove us wrong.
0: Just the last one on this: Do you think, regardless of kind of what the ultimate conclusion is on this situation, that it will kind of change uh, Vada, the board, etc., and people about how drug testing kind of moves forward in general? Do you think it will change that?
1: there's been that much talk and controversy about it it's got to I read something the other day and I thought this is a valid point what's the point in asking for VADA testing because you know it's the strictest form of testing and the most accurate and then disputing it when the results come it literally defeats the object, you can't ask for something because you know it's the best and then dispute its authenticity do you understand what I mean? so it's difficult and and stuff like that if, if if there's a if there's a the most accurate testing facility available at, at the highest level it should be every, every fight should should undertake that drug testing um, because people's lives are on the line at the end of the day so so there's good there's going to be a lot of talk and debate about it but my opinion is if if there's that type of testing available it should be took and whatever the results are then you have to you have to follow the guidelines and if the punishment's there, you've got to take it. I know, just from, you haven't watched
0: the interview, obviously, with Conor Ben and Piers Morgan, but something alluded to that the fact that the the first test was already kind of tested three times, it was the fourth one that come back. There's a lot of uh, kind of implications regarding that. So again, in regards of the facts, we're only being told what we've heard from uh, well, got the like relevant questions. parties. If,
1: if that did happen, and like I say, I've not seen the interview, but if that did happen, then why on earth has it been tested so many times? It's like someone's looking for something wrong. So then you've got to question the authenticity of that. So in that sense, then I agree. But is that the case? I don't know. Is he saying that? <laughs> How do you prove all this type of stuff? I really don't know. And, and it's a very case, complicated situation, situation. I feel so sorry for him, because someone, somewhere, has only about to dry.
0: Well, this was something in a, in a statement, what I was just referring to, a statement that Conor Ben put out. Uh, which was about seven or eight kind of post-long, shall we say, regarding that, what I've just said to you. So, I mean, look, like I said, the situation is very complicated, but I think for the sake of the sport, for the sake of Conor kind of Ben's career as well, just it needs to be whatever's going on needs a, like, a conclusion and, as quick as possible. And, and
1: for, for, for so regardless of whether he's guilty or not, for the, for the future of our sport and for the safety of the athletes... There has to be consequences around this, because if there's not, it just gives the green light for other people to cheat and then go, that doesn't matter if there's something in my system because I'll find a way to give them a reason to say I'm innocent. Something's got to be done. And Connor has to understand the, re- the rules are, if you fail a drug test, then you've got to take the consequences. He's right though, if he's saying that he's been tested four times. When he, f- when the first three times he was clear. So why? So God, it's so, such a complex issue, isn't it?
0: Okay, uh, let's end. Obviously, your just yeah, uh, job in hand this week. Get Aki Fiaz the win this week, and he can kind of
1: progress on to the next stage of his career. Hopefully, mate. Get, get get this job done on Saturday, and then we can try and get Chantel over the line, and hopefully Jack V. Progre as well.
0: You know, oh, he hello. Thank way. you very much, Jamie Moore, and we'll catch up He's with you again soon.
1: Nice one, mate. You. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com.